arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross. 350 pounds here. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is December the 13th, which is a Monday. We're not doing Raw tonight, thank the fucking Lord. Uh, but instead, the three of us, me, Ryan, and Joey are here. And we're going to be going over our entire group, uh, including Rob, Angela, Sam, and Jake's uh, answers for the year-end awards and or the, the inaugural Deep Six Hall of Fame, uh, which we have officially started this year because Jake and Rob did not watch wrestling like at all this year, but we wanted to include them. So we decided to do something like that, which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. But we're going to start off with the year-end awards, and it's going to be me, Ryan, and Joey going over it. Uh, Sam also put in for the year-end awards. So we have four sets of year-end awards here to go over. So not as bad as last year where there were seven of us going over it. And it took, a damn uh, shame. Like yeah. two and a half hours. can't believe uh, we're like missing. We had the whole crew, basically. Last yeah, year. and it was a video podcast. Yeah. But um, I'm Pat. I'm your deep sick champion, Ryan. And I'm Joey. So, we have a bunch of awards, and we're just going <clears> to... <throat> we'll just get... Oh, God, my throat's uh, a little dry. But we're going to get started here. Uh, we'll go to... Uh, we'll, we'll start with best and worst pay-per-view. Ryan, I'll let you start off with uh, either or. Worst or best, up to you. Hold on, uh, I... I... I didn't think straight, and I didn't uh, have this up in front of me, but I do now. Uh, so my best pay-per-view, I think, uh, well, I, I don't think, I know, is All Out. Um, and I'm assuming other people are going to have the same thing. I just think top to bottom, it was the best card you could think think of. Um, good moments, great moments, uh, good, good and great matches. Uh, my worst pay-per-view... You want me to go with that too now? Yeah, go for it. Is uh, I, I mean, a pay per view, but it's not like a major pay per view. But it is an Impact Plus special. It is Hardcore Justice. Um, is that what we watched? Yeah, yep. We we all watched Hardcore Justice because it was right before Mania. Um, yeah. and they had it the special matinee time of like two o'clock or whatever, and. Right. Honestly, it was a mess of the show. Um, there were match. They're, they're, they did not. It did not feel like they tried to make this like a, a, a pay per view level show, and it was extremely long. They added matches throughout the show. It was weird, uh, and none of the matches they added were like, "Oh man, this is great stuff." Um, so yeah. All right, uh, Joey. All right. So my best was. Uh, also all out. I mean, 
for I think I feel like a lot of obvious reasons. You know, we we, we saw the uh, debut of Adam Cole and uh, Daniel Bryanson in like matter of like Daniel uh, Bryanson, baby. I think. <laughs> I mean, Brian Danielson. Uh, um, My new favorite wrestler. Like, in a matter of, like, a few minutes, basically. Um, yeah, so that, those were, like, huge highlights. Um, and then we also saw the, you know, the in-ring return of uh, CM Punk as well. So it was uh, top to bottom, a wonderful card, and one of AEW's or AEW's best pay-per-view, in my opinion. Um and the worst, I would say, was SummerSlam. Uh, I thought that shit was mid, and it just didn't feel like a great SummerSlam. And they did uh, Bianca Belair dirty during that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty trash, trash moment. So, that's fair. Uh, Sam actually did not submit a worst and best pay per view, so uh, oh. he, so he did not do every single award. Uh, as I'm finding out now, but uh, I also went with SummerSlam for my worst pay-per-view of the year. Um, we had the the really shitty treatment for Bianca uh, that led to uh, a lengthy feud with Becky, where Bianca just didn't get to win, um, and now she's just feuding with Dewdrop on Raw. Uh, we had Goldberg versus Lashley. Absolutely not. Um, the fact that the only other match I remember off the top of my head, I think we had a riddle in, uh, I think we had RK bro versus AJ and Omos. I think that's where they won the tag titles. That is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember the match, any match with Omos, you know, it's, it's nothing special. He can't do anything. Um, and then the main event was edge and Roman, uh, which I remember being good, but, uh, I think the stand up thing was edge. Well, that the main event. What was the main event? It was Edge. That was Edge versus Rollins. Was Edge? Oh, Edge versus Rollins. Sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. But he had the. uh, I remember Edge and Rollins being good. Yeah. uh, Because they he had the brood entrance. Yeah. What's the main event? It was Roman versus who? Wasn't it? Wasn't Brian? Who the fuck did he face? (laughs) Um. I don't even remember. I'm looking. Uh, All I know is that afterwards the boy came out. No, Lesnar came out at the end. Um, it was Kevin Owens. Uh, no, it is. Does it want to tell me who it is? John Cena. What? Oh, yeah, it was John Cena. That's right. And Cena, yeah, Cena yeah. versus oh, Roman. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember that. That was a good match. Um, yeah, I don't really remember it, but um, yeah, but they they, they had they had the when it's re- one of they your had big... the really bad women, uh, women's triple threat where Charlotte just dominated oh, yeah. everybody. Rhea, Nikki, and uh, and Charlotte. Yeah, you had Drew, Drew versus Jinder. Oh God, yeah. For the, this was so this was literally their biggest show of the year. This was basically WrestleMania with like how big this stadium was and like the card they put together, mm-hmm. and it was so forgettable. And there was a lot of genuinely bad stuff on this. So SummerSlam gets my pick. Uh, also, um, real quick, the pre-show match was Big E, future WWE champion, Big E, uh, versus Baron, uh, the debuting Happy Corbin. Oh, maybe. Mm. Or no, I'm sorry. He wasn't Happy Corbin yet. Happy Corbin happened the, uh, that week after because when they left Vegas is when he, he started winning. Yeah. And you uh, had Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Yeah, no, I'm good love. Um, best pay per view of the year. I actually went with Full Gear. 
Uh, All Out had some big moments, but I think in terms of match quality, I think Full Gear topped it. Um, and it also saw the culmination of Page versus Omega in a fantastic main event. Um, so I'm going to go with Full Gear. But again, AEW had some really strong pay-per-views this year uh, across sure. the board. Um, we'll move right on along to uh, worst new theme music in 2021. Um, Sam did put in something for this one. He did not put in for best theme music, but he did put a worst new theme music. So uh, I'll save his for last. Um, I'll go first. I put The Good Life, which is Happy Corbin's theme. Uh, I think this is... No, no, this is worst. This is absolutely (laughs) abysmal when you think of what Baron Corbin's theme song pre-King Corbin was. Uh, the it's Jim like Johnson the casino, uh, the yeah it's like the casino right? yeah and it's like dance music and there's like rap on it it's yeah. very weird Corbin uh, yeah Baron Corbin's first two themes while he was Baron Corbin were very good theme songs and this mm. is not this was disgusting um, Ryan what do you put for my worst theme I chose this is it it is Sami Zayn's new theme song and I did this the song it's not good not good at all. Doesn't do anything to be like, oh man, this is Sami Zayn. Uh, but second of all, it replaced easily one of the top tier themes of like WWE. Sami Zayn's ska theme, easily one of the greatest themes of the modern era that they'd ever done. And they replace it with this garbage. Uh, so it just makes it so much worse. And Joey? Um, this is the worst, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the worst was, I don't know if I got this right, but I don't know if this was 2021, but uh, I'll, ca- I'll co- count co- it. Yeah, I'll count it. But Cody Rhodes, uh, Snoop Dogg remix <laughs> theme song. That was 100% last year. Okay. I don't, well, I, think, I don't know if it was last year though. He had it coming for the, for the shot. That was this year. Was it? Wow. Yeah. Oh, then, then it, was whenever, this year. it was whenever the Go Big Show started. I think it was in January. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then it, yeah, well, it so, is okay, then that counts. But yeah, that definitely that is That's awful because you just couldn't understand any of Snoop Dogg's lyrics during it. It just did not work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, don't, that. I don't disagree. I'm going to save Sam's worst pick for after we do best. Uh, that don't make sense. Um, it'll make sense in a second. Uh, Ryan, who did you choose for best new theme music? I chose, I'm going to butch, butcher this, Ogintrust, which is Alistair, or Malachi Black's uh, theme in AEW. No, you, you, you changed it from what you put down. Uh, did I? I have yeah. it. What you wrote down for your uh, for your pick is this was the uh, the Men of the Years theme song. Oh, I guess I didn't re, uh, change it when I... I it's I it's fine. It. This isn't predictions. You're allowed to change it. Um, but yeah, I just think... It, it, like, Man of the Year's theme is fucking fantastic. Love it. Uh, but Ogan, uh, Ogan Troost, I, I, I don't, I, I'm just going to keep on saying it like that. Fucking banger. Uh, I just wish that they used the entirety of the song. It is nope. over ten minutes long. Nope. We need some more ten. We need some ten minute entrances. I don't think we need that. Um, I had originally had all about that boom, the Adam Cole theme song, but having seen AEW Rampage, I am going to have to choose 
uh, Hook's new theme song, which uh, is by Action Bronson. Um, what's the name of it? I, whoa, I know. It's chairman, uh, Chairman's Intent. Chairman's Intent. Thank you. Uh, From anyway. what I listened to, it seems like it's an edit, a much edited version, which makes sense because, like, the whole first verse is just nonstop profanity about like having sex with bitches, um, which that would not be allowed on TV. Yeah. Uh, but like it's it's the chorus basically, and then like some other music in between, from what I I thought I heard. Um, I mean, it's still a song. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm going for for my best new theme music. Hook all the way, baby. Love me some action, Bronson. Love me some hook. And Joey, you can round us off here with your best new theme music, and then we'll go to Sam's. Um, I I know a lot of people don't like it. But it really, uh, when I first heard it, it was kind of a little like weird. But after listening to the full song, um, I think it's a banger. And that is uh, Brian Danielson's theme song. Uh, I really fuck with it. And that is why I saved Sam for last because Sam's worst theme music is, as he wrote, Brian Danielson's dubstep disaster, despite there being no dubstep in the song. It's <laughs> not dubstep. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Sam. I'm with Sam good? all the way on that. It's not that good. I love it. I I absolutely despise it. So, sure, hey, man. If that's, if that's the, if I wouldn't the... call it dubstep, though. No, it's a trap remix. Pretty much, yeah. Um. So yeah, that is our best and worst theme music of 2021. Joey, I've given you some time, so hopefully you've got it now. We're gonna go to our yeah, best yeah. and worst pieces of merchandise. Um. Do we want to do best or worst first? Let's let's go with best. Let's go yeah. with best. Obviously, we don't have a visual for you guys, so you'll just have to look this stuff up. Yeah. Um, we'll tell you where it's at. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Give Joey okay. some, time, some extra time if he needs it. Uh, so my best merch on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, we've got Malachi Black's stained glass shirt. Um, honestly, every single Malachi Black shirt that he's put up, I think, is fantastic. Um, but uh, this one just is, he knocks it out of the park. It was one of the best looking shirts out there, um, I think. Okay. Um, my best piece of merchandise was Arn Anderson's Soprano shirt after the uh, Glock Anderson promo. Um, it's it Arn Anderson's personal story. If you uh, if you want to find it, it's pretty great stuff. Not gonna lie. Um, Sam did put in for best and worst merch, so Sam's best piece of merch is the bloody Brit Baker shirt that Joey has. Ah, yes, that's a good one. So, Joey, what is your best piece of merchandise in twenty twenty one? All right. So honestly, this was hard for me because um, I just want to say I think Danhausen just in general. Yeah, some of the best merch that he released this year. But I had to, obviously, you have, I only had to, I had to choose one because that's just you know best merch. So my favorite merch of his this year is the uh, the night Danhausen stole Christmas holiday shirt, which is on Pro Wrestling Tees um, under Danhausen's page, and uh, yeah, it also comes in a uh, sweatshirt. Okay, it looks very comfy. All right, uh, Joey, I'll send it over to you for worst piece of merch as well, if you would like. Yeah, of course. Um, now, this one um, can be found on WWE Shop, and it is Dewdrop's uh, Do the Drop shirt. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I have to say that was in contention for me as well. <laughs> uh, I had three shirts I was going. It was either Dewdrop, it was going to be the the Reggie shirt where it's him flipping and it says Reggie up or something. Um, but what I ultimately went for was Sonia Deville's Big Deville Energy shirt where it's uh, like a suit and tie, but it looks like a devil. And it's and it's obviously supposed to be big dick energy, but it's big yeah, Deville yeah. energy, and I cannot imagine going out in public and wearing this. Um, <laughs> I, I I just yeah. I don't know what to say to that one. Uh, Sam just wrote in any shirts from NXT, uh, and <laughs> I would I would put a caveat here and say not Dexter Loomis shirts because his oh. shirts are always great, but uh, they did do something similar to what they did when NXT launched on USA back in 2019, where they released a bunch of very generic shirts for a bunch oh, of people yes. on the roster yes. again, and a lot of them are real bad. So uh, I, I think him putting anything from NXT is is pretty fair here and ryan since you have the the one non-shirt item this year yeah. you're pulling the you're pulling the angelo no um, no i'm not the only person didn't jake choose like the, the fucking halloween oh he did oh i forgot year. i'm supposed to be comparing our our things from last year so uh, i'll do that in a second but yeah you can go ahead uh so my worst merch it was between two things one of them at least made sense this one didn't uh it is the charlie or charlie doll uh, which was Charlotte's impersonation of the Lily doll for her mini feud with Alexa Bliss. Uh, which, okay. yeah, no, it was stupid. It, the fact that they decided, hey, let's, let's make a whole line of this after dropping this feud months ago and still putting it up there. I don't think anybody wanted that. People don't don't want that. I disagree. I feel like you miss uh, underestimate how much people would want this. I feel like want a Charlotte version of the Lily doll. I guarantee you people bought this. Clearly they did. It's still on the shop and it's not on sale. True. Um, All right. So I'm going to, we're going to backpedal a bit here. I'm going to go through what we chose uh, last year for the, for the um, awards we've given out so far. So starting with the merchandise from last year, uh, I went with the best friends dog shirt where it's Trent, Chuck and Orange Cassidy as dogs. Uh, Ryan and Jake both chose the Kenny Omega Gundam shirt. Yep. Uh, Angelo chose a shirt uh, with Orange Cassidy wearing a shirt of himself wearing a shirt of himself. Uh, Rob chose Dexter Loomis's debut NXT shirt, which was designed by Dexter Loomis. Joey chose the debut Johnny Hungy shirt. Uh, for John Silver, and <laughs> Sam chose no shirts at all. Uh, if you remember from that podcast, when we showed the pictures of what everybody chose, Sam just had a big, uh, like, cancel square. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and for worst piece of uh, new wrestling merch, Joey chose the I Am Sammy Zane shirt, which was a basic white shirt that was <laughs> like a, dr- a stick figure on it uh, of Sammy Zayn. Uh, and his reasoning was, it's a trash shirt that shouldn't be sold for $30. Rob chose the WWE Finally 2021 Is Here shirt. Oh, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. This was a very bizarre, like, thing that they did at it the end of the year. advertisements. For, weird yeah, it was oh. very weird. Uh, they had a bunch of these shirts. Um, I forgot about them. Angelo chose the Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder signed plaque from WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania that they put on sale after the two of them were released. 
Um, I chose Buddy Murphy's Disciple shirt, which was just a plain black T-shirt with a rectangle down the side of it that said Disciple. Uh, but it was like not. It looked very weird. Uh, Ryan chose the How much fish could Bobby fish fish? Uh, or sorry, How much fish could Bobby fish yeah. fry if Bobby fish could fry fish shirt for uh, Matt, Matt Riddle, Riddle and Pete Dunn, yep. uh, the Broser weights because he said, "Why is this a Broser weight shirt?" Jake chose the Daniel Bryan Halloween costume, and Sam <laughs> chose all of Sting's AEW merch before going on a rant about how Sting was going to be a main eventer in AEW, similar to how Goldberg uh, is nope. in WWE. How that happened? Um, we have the best new theme music from last year. I chose Sting's AEW theme. Angelo chose Chris Jericho's Judas with the sing-alongs uh, that happened um, at the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic. And then when Sammy Guevara came out with him during the early pandemic shows and sung it with him, uh, Jake chose Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela's AEW theme song. Oh, Sam has the best one for this. I yes, remember this. Sam chose Danny Jordan's AEW theme. Danny Jordan, somebody oh, yes. who only wrestled on AEW dark. Um, Joey chose Ricky Starks's AEW theme. Also, also Danny Jordan's theme is literally just generic rock music. Yes. Ryan chose Evil's Bullet Club theme song. Yes. And Rob chose Karrion Cross's NXT theme song. Uh, for worst new theme music, Rob chose Otis's solo theme song. Jake chose Hey Hey Ho Ho Miz and Morrison, <laughs> which is not their theme. I chose Buddy Murphy's solo theme song. Ryan chose Apollo Cruz's solo theme song. This was before he became the Nigerian prince. And it was yeah. uh, Ryan went on to criticize a bunch of the lyrics about how saying uh, he was at the top while noting that Apollo Cruz was a jobber. Yes. Um, Joey chose Billy Kay's solo theme because he questioned why there was a bunch of moaning in it. Um, and <laughs> well, Joey, you don't have you seen their fucking Titantron and Impact? Yeah, now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Angelo chose the Good Brothers theme on Impact. And Sam chose uh, Seth Rollins' choir theme. Uh, this is when he first became, like, the uh, the cult leader. Oh, yeah. And we have, lastly, uh, the best and worst pay-per-views of the year before we're caught up. I chose Wrestle Kingdom 14. Rob chose Wrestle Kingdom 14. And Ryan chose Wrestle Kingdom 14. Joey chose AEW Full Gear. Sam chose Revolution, Angelo chose Bound for Glory, and Jake chose Revolution. Worst pay-per-view, yeah, worst pay-per-view of the year. Rob chose WWE Super Showdown. Jake and me chose WWE Super Showdown. Angelo chose WWE Super Showdown. Joey and Ryan chose Money in the Bank, and Sam chose Backlash. Um, so that was that's what we had for last year's uh, awards so far. So now never we can continue. 20, never forget 2020's Money in the Bank. Never yeah. forget it. <laughs> never yeah. forget it. Absolutely. We, should we point out the one thing, the one award that we're not doing this year that we did last year? Oh, yeah, I guess so. The best cinematic match and stuff, because um, I have that yeah. here. Uh, so last year, best cinematic match, Sam, me, Rob, Ryan, and Joey all chose the Stadium Stampede. Jake chose the Boneyard match, and Angelo chose the Firefly Funhouse match uh, between John Cena and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Worst cinematic match, Sam, Angelo, Rob, uh, and myself, and Jake all chose the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. Mm -hmm. And Ryan chose EC3 versus Moose. 
and Joey chose the backlot brawl between Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole in NXT. Oh, effort. Hell yeah. All right. So the one with the awful me and, lighting. Me and Pat literally watched that. I we believe. did. We did. Yeah. Um, that was not a good decision. Uh, best weekly wrestling show. This is for this year and similar to last year. It is Cleaning House. Uh, all of us chose AEW Dynamite last year, and it looks like all of us chose AEW Dynamite this year as well. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I'm shocked you didn't put Impact. Um, No. Like... There, there, like, AEW Dynamite, I give it a like, I criticize it when it makes sense to criticize it. But for the most part, AEW, I, I can't think of a show, a Dynamite, that I'm like, this was meh. Or, well, actually, I've said that they've had a few meh shows. Yeah, they've had a few meh ones. I haven't, uh, I haven't, I've haven't never seen a bad, said a bad one. Impact, yeah. there's been a few bad ones. And for some reason, it's normally go-home shows to pay-per-views, which makes it a little bit worse. Okay. Also, them having no crowd for so long. Okay, that's fair. Made it worse. And commentary. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. give shit to AEW's commentary. Mainly one individual of commentary. Yeah. Two. Two. One, one of Rampage's commentators I give a lot of shit to. Who's not there anymore because he's on tour. Yeah, but he'll be back. And yeah. then I can give him more shit. I suppose. Um, all right. Well, then we are going to move on to best and worst feud. Uh, worst feud last year. We didn't. Uh, somehow we skipped over it. Um, <laughs> so there was no worst feud last year, but best feud. Hey, um, I wrote down what my best and worst feud for last year was. Well, if, best. Well, no, we don't need to go over what our worst. We didn't do the. We didn't do the worst show either this year. We never did the worst show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just did raw. Yo, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Fair. We can all just jump in and say raw. <laughs> raw. It, it would be it'd be a clean sweep. It'd be raw. Yeah. Well, that's we, the thing is that like, uh, Sam, Jake, Rob, and uh, Angelo don't watch basically anything other than impact and AEW for Angelo. And I don't think Angelo's going to say impacts the worst weekly show around. No, I think we would all just go with raw. We watch yeah. raw. Me and Joey watch raw on a weekly basis. Most of the weeks, I watch it. I watch it sometimes. We watch it very sporadically. Yeah, when um, I don't, when I'm not home, I don't have to do a podcast with you guys. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, so we'll do worst feuds since we don't have it. Um, Joey, you can go first. Yeah, I'm gonna do uh, uh, Eva Marie uh, slash Dewdrop slash uh, Alexa Bliss's love triangle thing. Um, it's not actually a love triangle, but I'm calling it that. But yeah, this 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 was uh, pretty bad, honestly. Um, this was pretty pretty cringy and awful. Um. Yeah, I would definitely say that their whole thing this uh, this summer. Honestly, a lot of Alexa Bliss this year has been pretty bad. Yeah. See, when I originally saw that you wrote this in, I thought you were doing a tie. I thought you were saying Eva Marie and Dewdrop, and then Alexa Bliss, Bray, and Randy. No, no, no. But were, like, yeah, no, I understand. Together, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would put both of those up there. They're definitely really bad. Um, I went with Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, I also put in parentheses Nikki Ash when one. she was added into it at the end. This was back to back years where Rhea Ripley feuded with Charlotte and did not get a uh, did not come out on top. Oh, also gave, uh, gave us one of the weirdest moments between the two. Yes, we uh, well we had the we had Rhea barking oh, at yes. Charlotte backstage, and we also had the weird 
segment where they both <laughs> pretended to be injured on crutches and then like started fighting with the crutches because they weren't Ooh. injured. We had Rhea Ripley purposely getting DQ'd because she said that's what Charlotte would do. As if that was a justification. Also, we and, had Rhea Ripley not knowing if she was a healer babyface every single week from yeah. the day she won the title at WrestleMania till the day she lost the title. Yeah, the one positive out of this was their match at Money in the Bank, which was actually a really solid uh, title match. But aside, I can't justify giving this anything less. This was a horrible feud this year, and Rhea looked. Rhea and Nikki have both suffered immensely for this mm-hmm. uh so absolutely garbage um sam wrote in anything to do with Corey graves <laughs> what fair Corey graves, graves doesn't have a feud that's okay honestly Very okay. Fair. unless this was somebody else but i don't think it was uh wait um, like, I'm pretty sure this was Sam putting this in. Because it's not Rob. Because I know what Rob wrote in. Oh, Rob wrote stuff in for this? Yeah, Rob wrote in all of the lyrics to Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Oh, good. There's Rick Astley. Let's just make sure this wasn't him. Uh, no, yeah, this was this was Sam. Good. So, I, I don't really know what he means by that for Worst Feud. Um, Corey, sure. and, Corey and Byron. Give, yeah, give, maybe. Give that. <laughs> sure. That's fair. And Ryan, what did you have? I chose the Good Brothers versus Finn Juice because it's lasted for fucking ever. And it doesn't need to because it's not benefiting Finn Juice. And nobody cares about the Good Brothers. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, fair. Um, all right, we'll move on to Best Feud here. Uh, last year, Rob put the Golden Ace, which was Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi, versus the Dangerous Techers in New Japan. Angelo, Jake, and Sam all chose Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. And Joey, myself, and Ryan all chose John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I had to go back, I would have made it Evil versus Naito. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, this year, we have a clean sweep for Best Feud. All four of us, you, uh, I shouldn't say you, I should say myself, Ryan, Joey, and Sam, all chose Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Should have um, been Evil versus Naito again. No, I don't think it should have been. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that kind of is pretty, like, I feel like this is what most people expect for Best Feud of the Year. Uh, I don't really yeah. think anything else could come close just because of how long this was in the works in the moment yeah yeah the fact that this started from basically like technically even before AEW, if you want to get technical but um since AEW started like with the first show with double or nothing this was the this was basically the end goal uh we we started with hangman page and he's finally won the title it was one of the best payoffs i've ever seen in wrestling uh it'd be very strange to not give this best feud of the year yeah and he's gonna lose it on to wednesday i don't think so (laughs) <laughs> um, most likely to break out in 2022. I okay. Sam wrote in for most likely to break Four out graves. in 2022. Riho for women's champ. <laughs> 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 She's already been AW women's uh, champ. That's good. That's um. Good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh. I I just do. I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know why he. Like maybe he forgot he she was women's champion. 
Maybe. Maybe. Joey and me both chose Dante Martin as our pick for most likely to break out in 2022. For sure. Um, Yeah. I I think it's pretty clear. He's being positioned very strongly in AEW currently. And Ryan, your pick. I chose Jonah. Okay. I think that he's... Yeah, Jonah Hill, yep. No, I think Jonah, he's, he's a beast. Um, he looked primed and ready for great things in NXT, and then they were like, hey, let's call you up to the main roster. And they gave him two like dark matches and then fired him. Um, and so he had to wait 90 days. Uh, yeah, he's in New Japan. He's in Impact. Uh, good things on the way for for big boy Jonah, and is I think he's part of a battle for Los Angeles or battle he for is, Los Angeles. He is. So yep, he is for PWG. So yeah, I think Jonah's gonna have a huge year. Um, yeah, okay. Also, his his theme kind of slaps. I have not heard it, so I don't have an answer on that one. It's like some Australian or British rapper. Okay. Um. Boop, boop, boop. So that was most likely to break out in 2022. So most likely to break out in 2021. We have Joey and uh, Joey and Ryan both said Leo Rush, but only if he signs to New Japan full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ryan also said if uh, Leo Rush did not do that, then it would be Ethan Page, but only if he leaves the North and becomes a singles wrestler. Uh, I chose the acclaimed. Rob chose Big E as a single star, so Rob actually had a pretty good pick. Yeah. Um, Sam chose Darby Allen <laughs> before suggesting that a face painting <laughs> contest would happen before uh, between Sting and Darby in AEW. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> what was Sam on last? Bro, <laughs> Sam is on drugs <laughs> something. I have no idea. Um... Jake chose Jake chose Son Azizi from CZW, uh, which is his friend who uh, was training with CZW. Um, and last but not least, we have Angela with the pick of the year. It is the Pope Elijah Burke uh, suggesting that Elijah Burke versus Cody Rhodes should happen in AEW. Um, well, this happen. was this was this was because Angelo just found out that the Pope was wrestling in NWA and had a title. Yes, and so Angelo was like so thrilled about that. Indeed, and then then the Pope lost it to Tyrus. So uh, I don't think the Pope is. Rough. Yeah. Hey man, I'd say that my Ethan Page pick was pretty spot on, minus the fact that like he didn't need to become a single star to break have like a pretty. Pretty good year. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we'll go to most disappointing next. Uh, last year, Jake chose Otis Dozovic. Joey chose Shinsuke Nakamura. Ryan chose Miro in AEW. Uh, Angelo chose Sabu. <laughs> Sam chose the Usos. Rob chose Alistair Black and predicted that he likely wouldn't be with the WWE. And Jake noted that he would good do uh, he would do good in AEW. And I chose Kazuchika Okada. So that was our picks for last year. We'll go through. Damn, Rob's spot on again. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, 
and then we have uh so so this year uh i chose um me and joey both chose rhea ripley uh from somebody who beat oscar at wrestlemania to win the women's title also had a very standout performance in the royal rumble with bianca belair uh she's just been on a downward spiral for the rest of the year uh since she lost the title to charlotte so yeah, I was going to say just you know, regardless of her being Raw Women's Champion, uh, I thought she was very, you know, mid. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree. Um, Ryan, you have an interesting pick. I chose Andrade. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a <laughs> lot of hype behind him, and people are like, oh, hey, WWE's not using him well. He should be winning titles. He should be challenging for the world title. Uh, he, the world's at his fingertips. And then he, get, he asked for his release. He got his release. Then his first match that he declares that he's going to have is he wants a dream, his dream match with Alberto Del Rio, um, which absolutely not. And he petitioned, like, he's, he, like, was tweeting about how he wants it in any promotion. And the only pers- place I would book it was, like, a place in Mexico, which Del Rio couldn't go to because he was still facing charges, like, criminal charges. And they just canceled it. He comes to AEW. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I feel like he he's never, like, fully gone to the level of, like, what people want. From him, like he, he has good. That. He him and Pac's feud has been fantastic. Was fantastic. Him and Cody had a him great match. Him and Cody had a great match, but like I feel like people wanted a lot more from him, and he doesn't wrestle as much as like I think people would expect. I don't know. I'm just looking back at like the Miro thing. Everybody was like, "Ah, oh, Miro." No, that's a hundred. That's a hundred percent fair. But I don't think Andrade's going to get a major character change. And he's. I don't think he. I don't think he needs a major character. No, his change. character. His character is. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I don't like his character too much. His character is just. I'm, the what it was the face of Latino wrestling. Yeah, and then he's rich. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, I, I I just don't think that he's done anything of note that like like that merits the hype that he had. Because um, I liked Andrade, I think he's a fantastic wrestler. He has really good matches, but that's not enough to like get you places. Is to just be good at wrestling. Sure. Uh, our final pick for most disappointing wrestler of the year comes from Sam, who chose Goldberg because he didn't win any titles this year. <laughs> Wait, what nice. was it? Hold on. <laughs> that was his most disappointing? Yes, his most disappointing wrestler of 2021 was Goldberg because he didn't win any titles. But he hates Goldberg. Uh, no. He, he, he loves Goldberg. He was disappointed that he win any because he was uh, yeah. so mighty. Because then he could then he could just go off on a rant about Goldberg if he won stuff. Yeah. Well, he, that would require him to be on a podcast. That's true. Most improved wrestler um, last year, Joey chose the Dark Order. Who Joey? I'm sorry. Who did Joey choose for worst wrestler this year or most disappointing wrestler this year? Me and him both had Rhea Ripley. Rhea. Okay. Most improved wrestler, Joey had Dark Order last year. Rob had the Hurt Business. Ryan had Deanna Perrazzo. Jake had Orange Cassidy. Sam chose Darby Allen. 
Angelo chose MJF, and I chose Yoshihashi. Mm-hmm. This yeah, year, yeah. this year we'll start with Sam. Sam chose Britt Baker, um, which that's it. That's fair. That's a fair pick. Um, I chose Malachi Black uh, coming out of uh, his run in WWE, where the man was just misused to every highest degree. And then the second he started to look like he was going to get something interesting, he gets released. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he has been a breath of fresh air in AEW, and I I don't think he's done anything bad. Uh, he just looks like a star, and he makes everyone around him more interesting. Uh, so Malachi Black is my pick for most improved wrestler. Uh, Joey, who'd you choose? Um, I chose uh, Ty Conti, honestly. Um, you know, she went from, you know, like NXT nobody, basically, and uh, came to AEW. Um only felt like a, you know like a dark wrestler and all that stuff, but now she's uh, pretty you know prominent, um, and she's actually improved greatly in ring, and uh, it seems like she's really serious about like being like better and stuff, and uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed her this year. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, and Ryan, I went with Josh Alexander, um, man. This man had probably one of the best years. Like he, he is up there for having one of the best best years in wrestling this year. I would say, man went from holding the like end to end last year. He goes. He holds the Impact Tag Titles for over three hundred and sixty five days. Loses them. Uh, then looks like he's gonna feud with his tag partner Ethan Page before Page leaves, but like they don't really feud; they just have one match, and it's it's. Um, and then gets put in the X division as a singles guy, and it's like, oh well, let's see how you can do, and just puts on banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. Um, then declares option C beats Christian cage for the world title. I mean, you can say what you want about how he lost the title right away, but you're wrong and it's a good story and you're just wrong. If you think that it's bad storytelling. Um, and then he had a bat again, banger with Minoru Suzuki uh, and now is locked into a, a little feud uh, to build, uh, buy some time with Jonah, which should be another banger. Man does not miss. Okay. Um, we'll move right along to best debut of the year. Uh, last year, um, we had Ryan, myself, Joey, and Jake all choose Sting's debut at Winter is Coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam and Angelo chose Mr. Brody Lee being revealed as the Exalted One. Mm-hmm. And Rob chose Pat McAfee making his in-ring debut in NXT. Uh, this year, uh, I have gone for CM Punk. Um, I feel like AEW's had pretty much all of the options for best debuts this year. Uh, and but CM Punk obviously returning to wrestling after seven years in Chicago, the way they did it, pretty hard to beat. So I went with CM Punk. Uh, Joey? Yeah, I mean, if you know me, uh, you know I love Punk, and uh, that's the, definitely CM Punk, hands down. 
Uh, yeah. And Ryan? I chose Brian Danielson um, because his uh, debut kind of came out of nowhere. Like, the way they did it, like, he was rumored to be coming. But the way that they revealed it was such a good way. Like, it, it was very unique and unexpected. Because um, you had just gotten the cold debut Everybody, like, all the elite are together, happy, celebrating. And then, like, Danielson debuts, and, like, that, that was just really, really unexpected top-tier moment. Uh, yeah, we all had a very big reaction to watching this live together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Sam has also gone for Brian Danielson's debut. So, CM Punk and Brian Danielson are our two picks. Me and Sam both don't like his theme, but we like the debut. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, we're going to go to best and worst gimmick of the year. Um, don't mind the noises in the background. Uh, my cat nugget is climbing on the table. Um, Hashtag free nugget. No, well, she is free. So. Uh, she's an outdoor cat. Nope. No, she's not. Uh, worst gimmick of the year. Last year. Last year, Angela chose Superman Rich Swan coming back after career ending injuries <laughs> multiple times. Yes. Sam chose Japanese deathmatch legend Dr. Luther. For uh, the best? Jo- no, for worst. Oh, worst. Uh, Joey and myself both Hold on, chose... I don't think Sam has ever watched a Dr. Luther match. I mean, he just doesn't like him, apparently. Joey and myself both chose Retribution. However, I had a tie here as I also chose Master Watto. <laughs> Ryan chose Master Watto as well. Rob chose... Haters, dude. Rob Bro, chose, his gimmick is so bad. It's Rob, still really bad. Rob chose Big Swole. And Jake chose WWE getting rid of first and last names, stating how upset he was at Paris for losing his last name. <laughs> That's weird, but yeah. So worst gimmick or character of the year. Ryan, you may start us off. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. She's, she is now a child. She's a child. That is what she is. Uh, it doesn't make sense. How is she almost... <laughs> I will never forget her like promo about why she wants to become a superhero. And she's like, oh, I'm almost a superhero. I'm almost a superhero. Like, the superheroes I dream about. Like, Black Widow, who has zero superpowers. Zero superpowers. Yeah. She is on par with what Nikki A.S.H. is, with zero superpowers. She wins the title and is still, for some reason, almost a superhero. And then it's just so stupid. Like, just let people be, like, regular people. Like, it doesn't, if your whole roster is just regular people and you just have, hey, let's throw in a superhero character, but not make them a superhero. It's just so dumb. Especially when they, like, it's supposed to be a comedy character. But then, like, nothing's funny about it. I don't know. I don't even it's know stupid. if it's supposed to be a comedy character. I think it, I, it's gotta be. I don't think it is, considering she pitched it and they gave her the world championship. No. Well, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, Sam, for worst gimmick or character of the year, wrote in Corey Graves. 
This man doesn't even watch Raw. He just doesn't like Corey. Uh, uh, Joey, I'll save you for last because uh, I'm sure if anybody who's a big WWE stan hears this, they'll probably try and kill you. Um, I've gone for Alexa Bliss. I had my reasoning. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I've gone for Alexa Bliss. I don't think she's done anything good this entire year. I think the the doll shit was really dumb. They made everybody look stupid with like the winking or pretending that the doll was looking at them or making them feel some way. The stuff with Bray and Randy was awful with her vomiting at WrestleMania, black goo everywhere. Oh, if she wasn't vom, it was coming out of her forehead. Whatever. Awful. Absolutely. We had Randy Orton versus Nikki, or not Nikki, versus Alexa Bliss in a match this year. Yep. Uh, the Eva Marie and Dewdrop stuff, terrible. The f- brief feud with Charlotte was not good. Absolutely not. Alexa Bliss and whatever she was doing gets gets worse gimmick. Uh, Joey, you get to round us off on this one, buddy. All right. So let me just buy, let me just say. Everyone knows that I'm not a huge Roman Reigns fan. Oh, my God. But his heel hit. Okay, so his heel turn was definitely a breath of fresh air for him. I'm not arguing against that. But I do think that the head of the table gimmick is dumb. And I'll tell you why. Because, one, they claim that he's the breadwinner when his entire family has been in the WWE, basically. And there's no way that they're not all well off. So there's no way that he's the only one that's providing them. No, no. The Usos are all getting paid $2 a day. I, I guess so. They're minimum wage workers. That, yeah. that, was the, that was the punishment for all the D, for the DUIs that they have. The one of them I has. feel like there is a lot of repetitiveness um, to, to it. Oh, uh, every time. Because what I've seen. And what, like, my mom watches SmackDown weekly. So every time, like, I come home from work or whatever, I'll, like, I manage to catch, you know, him back. It's, like, basically the same segment of just him in the back with Paul Heyman at a chair and him just being, like, all serious, like, uh, like I don't know, say, like, ordering the Usos to do something. I feel like it's just, like, super repetitive, and uh, I think it's dumb. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'll allow it. Uh, moving on to best gimmick or character of the year. Last year, I had the Dark Order. Ryan had Johnny Swinger. Joey had, as he, uh, there's a quote from Joey, the Meat Man, the Mustard Boy, Johnny Hungy. Rob chose Toriano. Uh, Jake chose Adam Page's drinking problem. Uh, Sam chose Orange Cassidy. And Angelo chose. Uh, <laughs> Milwaukee Hanma, uh, specifically oh, noting Hanma Mania. Um, <laughs> this year, I have gone for Hangman Page. Uh, I just think he's the most relatable, most you know, realistic, most fully realized character in wrestling. Uh, so I'm going with Hangman Page. Ryan? I went for the Redeemer, Miro. I just think that once he dropped the whole I'm a I'm a video game nerd and I hang out with Kip Sabian uh, or Chris Sabian or whatever his name is. I forget how to pronounce his last name. Kip Sabian? Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> what, Kip Sabian? Kip Sabian? 
Cape. No, it's not. No, that's Chris. That's Chris you're thinking Saban. of Chris Sabin. It's Chris. Kip oh, Saban. right. It's Kip yeah, Saban. Kip Saban. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've pronounced. I pronounce yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's been off TV for so long. I forget how to pronounce the last name. Uh, but once he got rid of that uh, and just became the monster everybody wanted him to be, he had a really entertaining TNT title run. Uh, he's put on some of the best promo work, uh, I'd say, of his career. Um, and, like, anytime he loses, you wonder, like, what's this going to lead to? Because he's just become more and more unhinged. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see the next step. Because we, we got the, the whole promo, or, like, vignette of him in the white void. Uh, saying that he's coming for God, uh, he's gonna paint the war like uh, he's gonna paint the room with the blood. Of the uh, so yeah, I'm very interested to see how how deranged this man goes. Yes, and then we have uh, two people choosing the same thing. So Joey, I'll let you announce you and Sam's pick. Oh God damn you, Sam! Well. Um, since Sam wanted to, you know, steal my glory, um, he is, uh, very nice, very evil, and very rich. Um, I, I went with Danhausen, honestly. Uh, Danhausen is absolutely a joy. Um, I yet to see a match of Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit to it. But guess what? Outside of the ring, uh, I really enjoy his content. I do watch his, his blogs. Uh, that he posts. Same. And uh, I listen to a bunch of, you know, podcasts he's been on. And uh, yeah, right now he's very injured, but I cannot wait until he is not injured anymore. And I believe that he will be making his way to AEW. I yeah, think I, think he, I agree. I think it is a lock that he is AEW bound. Yeah, I, I cannot so. wait for that. Um, I feel like, you know. So he's just going to be a commentator. Uh, it's okay, honestly. He's replacing Jericho in commentary. I wouldn't mind, honestly. That would be a big upgrade. Yeah. Sure. I need yeah. him. I just need him and Jim Ross together. I want to know, like, how long it takes for Jim Ross to, like, lose his mind. Be like, this yes. isn't what old school wrestling is. At some point during... Well, Jim Ross likes Orange Cassidy, so I don't really think he uh, cares that much. Um... Last year during the podcast, Ryan and Angelo randomly hijacked it to give out their worst commentator of the year award. Yes. Uh, the only they gave out to Josh Matthews. <laughs> and so this year we have added it. Uh, so worst commentator of the year. Uh, Ryan, you're the only person who doesn't have uh, Corey Graves. Uh, <laughs> me, me, me nice. Joey, and Sam all put Corey Graves. So you can share yours. So I went back and forth on this, and I thought about putting Josh Matthews again, but he doesn't commentate enough to be the worst. Um, so then I was between Chris Jericho and D'Lo Brown. And really? With... Corey wasn't on your list? No, absolutely not. That's insane. Because yeah. like, he, when he actually talks about the wrestling... Which he doesn't. He does He's good. <laughs> but he, but doesn't. he doesn't do it very often. Whereas D'Lo Brown has no energy. He talks about matches sometimes. He at le- The one positive for him is that he will call moves what they are. But, 
and this, this, this is where he, the man makes so many just stupid, unnecessary comments that don't make any sense whatsoever. So Corey Graves. No, be, like Corey, Corey Graves isn't saying, oh man, you, did you know that the reason that like that shirt he's wearing is a dedication to Mazawa from all Japan when it's a shirt that just says straight out of Boston? Or that, oh yeah, did you like the man? The man every single night, anytime, anytime Moose does anything, he just has to yell, God damn you, Moose. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes it's good, sometimes it's on par. But like, it, he, the, I, wa- I want to say it was like two weeks ago, Moose came out to do a pro, just gets in the ring. And he's like, God damn you, Moose. And it's like, Moose didn't do anything. He hasn't even said anything. <laughs> That's great, honestly. He's just upset about what he did to Josh Alexander. <sighs> I guess. I think, he might, I think he might come out of retirement. I hope so. <laughs> hey, man, D-Lo was part of the best segment of last year for me. Uh, and then they made him a commentator. And he just, no, he did just, No. It it should be a tie between him and Jericho, and I'd even throw Stryker in because Stryker says some real stupid shit. Never forget his his him humming the Halloween theme song because the K word in a match. <laughs> He's trying to appeal to the youth. <laughs> no, he can just Matt Stryker can just stay doing his MLB betting show on the MLB Network. Sure. Uh, we also have another award debuting this year, the best commentator of the year. Joey, I'll let you go first. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with, and it might be an unpopular opinion, honestly. Byron Saxon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to counter Corey Graves. No, he actually chose Corey Graves as well. <laughs> yeah, he was the best and the worst. Uh, I'm going to go with Taz. Um, listen, if you watch Dark... And you listen to Sir Taz Dark commentary, I, Sir. I don't know if you know this. AW Dark is one of the most un, unwatchable shows. It's so inaccessible. I don't care. It's all. Hey man, he's also, Taz, he also he also commentates on Dynamite and Rampage. Sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I'm, but I think he really hits hit his stride with his comedy and just some of the stuff he said, like has said on Dark this year. It's been absolutely a one and comedy gold. He st- he still has my my line of the year during the Cody and Andrade street fight from this year, <laughs> where Cody had the the shit on his back, which everybody's like, "What's going on with his back? It looked like yeah. dead skin, or he was sunburned." But it was it's pretty clear what it was. It was like flame retardant for when they went through the flaming table. But as they're as him and Andrade are brawling through the crowd the and throwing throwing bottles at each other, Taz exclaims. What's that on Cody's back? Was somebody drinking glue? <laughs> Facts, yeah. So, uh, this was the most insane thing. He understood the assignment and uh, he, he killed it. Yeah, Taz, Taz is a goat. Um, me and Sam both wrote it Excalibur. I just think he, he, he always makes matches feel big and he actually calls the wrestling and also brings up people's backstories and talks about wrestling in general, whether it's AEW or other places. So Excalibur gets my pick. And last but not least, Ryan. Um, I went for Kevin Kelly. 
New Japan. That's fair. Um, because he's just fantastic and also had one of the greatest segments of the year uh, where he became a, a, a oh, genocidal shit. maniac. Um, <laughs> just a killing wife. Like, he just, like, he randomly just, like, says, like, oh, there's, there's wasps in here. It was like, what? <laughs> and then, like, throughout the show, he's just like, I'm sorry if you hear me clapping things. I'm killing wasps. <laughs> they just, just talk about how he had, like, he's, like, counting how many wasps he's killed <laughs> while still, like, commentating the matches. It was just absolutely brilliant stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Kevin Kelly wasp uh, wasp Slayer should have been get, uh, best gimmick. He should have made a shirt about it. Well, it's a travesty. He doesn't. Like, man would have made buku money. Buku money? Yeah, I think that's the saying. Buku bucks or something like that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No. <laughs> Worst segment of the year or promo. Last year, I chose The Fiend, single-handedly taking out all of Retribution only a week after Mustafa Ali took over the group as their leader. Uh, Jake chose the first-ever SmackDown karaoke showdown. Angelo chose Raw Underground, all of it. Sam chose Roman Reigns and King Corbin... (laughs) Roman Reigns and King Corbin's dog food segment, quoting Roman... Quoting Roman, who apparently... I don't remember this. Who well, apparently, shout- <laughs> apparently shouted at King Corbin. What do you say, fetish boy? <laughs> I hope that happened. We all reacted to this very strangely on the podcast last fetish year. Boy. Yeah, we called him fetish boy. I hope that happened. Uh, so that was that. Uh, Rob chose Cody's promo where Jade interrupted, uh, saying that Jade's promo was terrible. Um, uh, also uh, talking about Shaq and then Brandy coming out and interrupting her and also cutting a bad promo. Uh, Ryan chose the SmackDown karaoke segment, and Joey also chose the SmackDown karaoke mm-hmm. segment. Um, so this year, for worst segment and promo of the year... Um, Sam kicked things off with uh, the golden egg. Uh, everything with WWE. Yeah, that's his worst. That's fair. That's 100% fair. That show was pretty poopy. Um, <clears throat> do, 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 uh, Ryan, what did you choose? For worst segment of the year, I yeah. went with um, Lily the doll winking. To help Alexa Bliss win a match. <laughs> That's fair. That's great. Um, Joey, as a you know, a part of the uh, resident Raw Monday Night Raw watchers here, um, I'm gonna go with any backstage segment with Matt Riddle. Oh my God! Or Riddle, sorry, he's no longer Matt Riddle. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with that because Jesus Christ, he is awful. Yeah, that's probably fair. Any um, interaction he had with Orton backstage? Uh, no, stop. <laughs> um, enough. I have Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair segment from the July 5th episode yes, of Raw with the crutches written fair. down. 
I am changing it. Oh. I'm changing it to the Vince McMahon and Austin Theory backstage segments <laughs> that we've been yeah, getting. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Because they are some of the most disturbing pieces of media <laughs> that WWE has put out in years. Uh, I yeah. don't understand what these are for. Like, this doesn't feel like this is helping Austin Theory. And I've seen people saying, oh, you know, he's getting to be in this segment personally with Vince. But he looks like an idiot and not like the lovable idiot that he was in NXT with The Way. It's just Vince, like, verbally degrading him and, like, teasing him while Matt R- or not Matt Riddle, while Austin Theory tries to impress Vince. And, like, Vince gives him weird advice. It's just all of it's bad. It's just oh. so fucking weird. Um, so Vince and Austin get that for me. Um, now we'll go to best, uh, best segment or promo of the year. Ryan, you can start. Uh, so my best promo, sorry, I'm just online right now. Uh, apparently Assassin's Creed is announced, so, uh, Ragnarok DLC or something, uh, that was like not expected to come out. Um, anyway, um, uh, best segment was CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston's uh, mic battle uh, on Rampage a few weeks ago. Um, they're just two fantastic people on the mic. The fact that Eddie Kingston was the first person to get a crowd to boo CM Punk shows just how good Eddie Kingston is and how much the crowd really loves the dude. Um, and it also just shows how like promos should be able to happen when you've got people who like when you're a company that doesn't like think you're the only company in the world like the fact that they were like their history and their history in other companies and it just it was a breath of fresh air but also it was just really fucking good Everything about this was just fantastic. It flew the fuck by, too. Uh, I did not think it was like a 10-minute uh, thing, and then you look at the clock, and it's like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I'll follow that up with CM Punk and MJF's promo battle from a few weeks ago, the first one, which was a 20-minute promo to start AEW before QT Marshall versus CM Punk. Uh, similarly, it flew by. It did not feel like 20 minutes. And these two had some wonderful lines for each other um, with uh, MJF referring to Punk as PG Punk, saying that he stands more for something like hustle, loyalty, and respect than being the voice of the voiceless. And they just went back and forth, and I thought it was fantastic. It was a great showcase for MJF, and Punk got to really just, you know, do what CM Punk does best and be great on the microphone. Um, and so, yeah, uh, they have a really hot feud going right now and it all started with this. So I'm going to see him punk and MJF, uh, Joey. This is best segment. Yes. Uh, yeah, I am going to go with CM Punk's return, honestly, um, on, uh, AW rampage, uh, his, his return and his promo. Um, yep. just going to go with that, you know, seven years is a long time and a lot of people just never saw punk returning. Um, and then along came AEW, and the rest is history. So this was probably one of my best moments of the year, honestly and absolutely. Okay. Sam chose the exploding match in AEW that didn't explode. 
Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a hundred percent fair. Um, the match was good up until the ending. But this wasn't match. This was best segment. I'd say the explosion was a segment. Yeah, but I feel like that was not good. <laughs> oh, this is his best. Yeah, this is best. Oh, his worst was yeah, the golden no, egg. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So yeah. Uh, best tag team of the year. Um, oh wait, I didn't say what our best segment was for last year. So best segment uh, from last year was Angelo chose wrestlers court, the boys versus Johnny uh, Johnny Swinger. Ryan also chose that. Fucking fantastic stuff. Sam chose the Firefly Funhouse match for reasons. Um, so I guess back-to-back years where he chooses matches for segments. Hey, man, uh, I would say that was more of a segment than a match. I guess. It was still called a match. Um, Rob chose Matt Hardy running over Sammy Guevara with a golf cart. Uh, Joey chose anytime that John Silver was on BTE. Uh, I chose Brody Lee's TNT Championship celebration, where the Dark Order started it off by doing the Ugandan pallbearers gimmick, where they brought out the <laughs> casket. Yes. And Jake chose MJF. Fuck the kids. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Okay, best tag team of the year. I'll, uh, let's just do this one first. Uh, Sam and Joey chose the best friends. Uh, Rob and myself chose Hangman and Omega. Ryan chose the North. Angelo chose FTR. And Jake chose Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. And during the podcast, we had to tell Jake that they had been broken up recently, and he was shocked. I did not know that they were broken up when he chose them. Who? I forgot about that. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Oh, they yeah. broke up in WWE. Yeah. Um, this year... Um, Ryan and Sam have the same people, so Ryan, you can tell us. One with the Lucha Bros. Um, they're just fantastic. They don't have bad matches. Um, if Phoenix knew how to stay the fuck healthy, um, I think they'd be considered one of the best like in history. Um, but... Phoenix and Penta to some extent just get injured way too often because of the style that they do. Um, so, yeah, they got their they got what they deserve this year when the, the titles they had back to back banger feuds with uh, the Bucks and now FTR. Um, and yeah, I I'm interested to see who they build up enough to take those titles off them. I know, it's, um, I know. I know who it's not going to be. Who? It's not going to be those goddamn ass boys. No, um, my, uh, my my bet would probably be. Um, I would say probably proud and powerful. I think that'd be a solid pick. Um, my best tag team of the year, and Joey's as well. Uh, we both chose the Young Bucks. Yes. Um, I think they've had an absolutely outstanding year. I don't think they they really haven't disappointed like at all. Um, it's just, you know, they, they've put on banger after banger. And they haven't had a bad match. No, I can't recall. Made, and they've made everybody look great. They've had a lot of standout matches like the SCU match where they made SCU split up. Uh, the Lucha Brothers cage match. Mm-hmm. Um them at uh, full gear, the the Falls Can Anywhere match. Uh, like literally, you can just go through all of this year, 
and just look, they were in the the five on five elimination match uh, with Dark Order versus the Elite. Um, I, again, I just say the Young Bucks for my money. Every time they're on TV, it's like must watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. What is this thing you're sending in the group chat about Daniel Bryan in Katari Katari Pro yeah. Wrestling Super Slam? Is it Super Slam? Yeah, yeah Super, Super Slam, Slam 3, Three, baby. I think this is the promotion that, if I'm not mistaken, this is all, it's either the same promotion or the same the show of- as the League of Nations they de- uh, re- yeah. reuniting. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. The yeah. League of Nations. Or not the League of Nations, the Nation of Domination. Oh. Nation, yeah. okay. Everybody except the Rock. The League of Nations, please. Yeah, it was and like, Owen. <laughs> and obviously no Owen Hart. But. Okay, interesting. Very yeah. random. Uh, sure. Um, I mean, I feel like Daniel Bryan just wants, or Brian Danielson just wants to wrestle everywhere. So I guess Qatar gets him before New Japan. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> What you call it? Uh, other people that are announced for the show are Sting, uh, John Moxley, uh, Will Ospreay, um, the Nation's first uh, re- uh, reunite, uh, first time reuniting in uh, twenty or thirty years. They're uh, saying um, twenty-two years. Um, We've got uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, the the machine Brian Cage, EC3, Hiroshi Tanahashi, um, Sin, Sin Cara. Um, it's a stacked show. They are. Uh, they also announced that they are in talks with Kenny Omega, uh, but this was before omega dropped the belt this is back in. I would assume Omega won't, but they'll probably send some. This is from... eight months ago. Um, yeah, Danielson might be the replacement then. Yeah, or, or he's also the could be the replacement for Moxley. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, well, but it's until a, March. Yeah, so. it's it's because 2022 they're trying to put the biggest shows in Qatar to lead up to the FIFA World Cup in 2022. Oh, I mean, I guess that makes um, sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to our top three male wrestlers of the year. Last year, Sam had Orange Cassidy, Drew McIntyre, and Matt Hardy. Ryan had Tetsuya Naito, John Moxley, and Hiromu Takahashi. Joey, you had Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and John Moxley. I had Kenny Omega, Hiromu Takahashi, and John Moxley. Uh, Rob had Roman Reigns and Tetsuya Naito as a tie. Uh, John Moxley and Drew McIntyre. Angelo had Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, and John Moxley. And Jake had MJF, Orange Cassidy, and Stardust slash Commander Sterling slash Champion Region Sterling from Rise Pro Wrestling. And that was listed from three to one. So Stardust was Jake's number one wrestler of the year. Matt Hardy was Sam's number one wrestler of the year. Uh, and the rest of us all had reasonable takes. Um, so this year, uh, I, I didn't say that it was from three to one. So if this isn't your three to one, then that's perfectly fine. I, I uh, can rank mine three to one. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Sam put in Malachi Black, Sami Zayn, and Danhausen. Uh, again, I, I do not think Sam has seen a Danhausen match similar to oh, Joey. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yes. um, he's 100% hasn't. 
Uh, I have ben gone barely through... watches AEW and WWE. <laughs> I can't see him watching Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, I can number mine as well. My number three would be Shingo Takagi. Uh, my number two would be Brian Danielson, and my number one would be Kenny Omega. I feel like they all speak for themselves. Uh, Ryan, my number three would also be Shingo Takagi. Uh, my number two would be Kenny Omega, and my number one would be Josh Alexander. Okay. Uh, Joey? Um, my number three would be Shingo as well. Um, number two would be Moxley, and then my number one would be Kenny Omega. Okay, so pretty much all on the same wavelength there, besides Sam with his Malachi Black, Sami Zayn, and Dan Howes match. I would love to know how many Sami Zayn matches he's seen this year. Also, what? Sami Zayn has done like nothing of note besides get beat up. Uh, he, yeah, low, low, he, he, he had that, those things with Logan Paul too. Yeah. Top three female wrestlers of the year. Uh, last year from number, from three to one, Jake's number three was Sasha Banks, uh, then Rhea Ripley. And at number one, he had the Iconics. Uh, mm-hmm. Angelo had Hikaru Shida at number three, Bailey at two, Asuka at one. Sam had Jordan Grace at number three, Abaddon at two, and Asuka at one. Uh, Rob had Sasha Banks at three, Asuka at two, and Bailey at one. I had Thunder Rosa at three, Sasha Banks at two, and Io Shirai at one. Joey had Sasha Banks at three, Asuka at two, and Bailey at one. And Ryan had Hikaru Shida at three, Bailey at two, and Deanna Perrazzo at one. This year... Okay, I'll go to Sam's last again. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Joey, I'll let you go first. All right. Um, my top three would be um, really, honestly, no order for this because I just feel like it wouldn't be it, – it, it wouldn't be fair for me for, for Deanna because I don't really watch, like, Impact like that. Yeah. But Deanna is in my top three, so it would be – Britt Baker, Deanna, and Thunder Rosa. Okay. Ryan? Uh, number three for me would be Bianca Belair. Number two would be Britt. Number one would be Deanna. Okay. Back to back uh, years. Fair enough. Number, you know, I don't I don't really have a number order for mine either. I have Hikaru Shida, Serena Deeb, and Thunder Rosa. Um, I feel like anytime they wrestle, they always deliver. Damn, not Britt. No, not Britt. Um and Big Sam's fan. Sam's picks are Britt Baker, Riho, uh, who was injured the majority of the year, and Liv Morgan. What? <laughs> no, get him out of here, bro. Okay. Uh, now we're gonna move on to our final two awards here before we go to the uh, our Hall of Fame inductions for the Deep Six Hall of Fame, the inaugural class. Uh, worst match of the year. Last year, I had the Super Showdown Mountain Gauntlet match, um, which was a bizarre <laughs> waste of like 30 minutes. Um, Ryan chose Aaliyah versus Zia Lee from NXT Television. Rob chose the Broken Rules match between Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. Uh, Sam chose the Money in the Bank uh, match. Angelo, Jake, and Joey all chose Goldberg versus The Fiend. Uh, so Joey, uh, I'll let you start this off because yours features one of those people. 
yeah. And, you know, just really loved The Fiend when he first started out, you know, when he first came, you know, around. But then, you know, it got really bad really quick. Um, but I think the worst out of it uh, last year, or this year, sorry, was uh, The Fiend versus Orton at Mania. Uh, yeah. So pretty bad, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and the other person who has a match featuring one of those people from uh, The Fiend versus Goldberg is Sam with Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. That's fair. Um, Ryan? Um, I chose, speaking of SummerSlam, Bianca Belair versus uh, Becky Lynch. Yes. I did nothing it did nothing for anybody in this match and made Carmella look like a shoe. Carmella. Um, oh, yeah, she was supposed to come in. Yeah, yeah. Announces Sasha Banks' replacement, and Becky Lynch just comes in and air out, beats up Carmella, and is like, oh, can I take her place? And Bianca's like, sure. They ring the bell, and Becky just dominates for, like, what, 49 seconds? I think it was like 26 that. seconds. 26 actually. seconds. What? It, it was under a minute. Bianca got no offense in. And then they're like, oh, it's because she wasn't prepared for Becky. And it's like, she was prepared for a fucking match. She's prepared for <laughs> Sasha, who's like mm-hmm. a big name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. And Bianca hasn't recovered since. No, no. She's just in the mid card feeling with Dewdrop. Yep. Uh, I struggled with this one because I had several options here. So I wrote in a bunch of them and I'm going to have to choose one of these. Um, but since Joey and Sam both chose two of mine, that limits it down to two options. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause I had Goldberg versus Lashley or uh, um, Randy versus the fiend as options. But my other two options both come from new Japan. Um, the new <laughs> Japan Rambo from wrestle kingdom 15 is yes. an option, night one. No, my other no. option is a world title match between Shingo Takage and, and evil, uh, oh. which was the one wrestling match I watched this year where I actually fell asleep. <laughs> this I, forgot ma- the, I forgot you fell asleep during that. I um, did too. I enjoyed that match. Right? That's one. That's what you I and me when both you... fell asleep, yeah. for it, Joey. And <laughs> this isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, New Japan's so like early in the morning, so I was like super tired. I have watched so many New Japan shows live. Are you I watching, can stay are you watching I was the, say, I was, uh, World I was Tag up. League and Best of Super Juniors I was live? Up for the, um, all of it besides the main event, honestly. Yeah, we were into it. Um, I, I have not, but I will be watching the f- uh, the finals. That's why, that's why I asked. Oh, I thought you just said if I've been watching. No, I, no, I said, are you going to watch the finals? Of... Yeah, yeah, I will be watching the finals. Wednesday. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, the New Japan Rambo... Everybody always expects it to be bad, so I'm going to take that one off. It was terrible. It was real fucking bad. But I'm going to give it to Evil versus Shingo. No. I'm going to give Evil something. No. This is one of the worst world title no. matches I've ever seen in New Japan. And the fact that they, like, when they first built to this, when they had Evil attack Shingo, and he just stood there, and the crowd did not even, they didn't clap to make noise. They just sat there in fucking silence for one of the most awkward endings to a pay-per-view I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I have no, I have no shame giving this to Evil and Shingo. Um, this was Shingo's worst match of the year, in my it's opinion. Uh, and Evil should not be in the world title picture ever. Uh, the fact that I literally fell asleep watching this and have not gone to go back and watch it uh, says a lot. 
Um, absolutely. I, I honestly thought that was one of the best evil world title matches. That's sure. That doesn't make it good. All of I, 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 I hey man, as I said, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Okay, well, that's good for you, buddy. All right. <laughs> best match of the year last year. Uh, Joey had the parking lot fight between the best friends in Santana and Ortiz. Sam had Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks. Uh, Jake had Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan at Elimination Chamber. I had Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks at Revolution. Rob had Okada versus Kota Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. Angelo had... uh, or sorry, Ryan had Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks, not me. Uh, Angelo had Orton versus Edge in the greatest match ever, and I had Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tetsuya Naito from night two of the G1 Climax 2020. This year, we have uh, all of us chose different matches, um, so no, no doubles here. Uh, Sam chose Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega from AEW Full Gear. Uh, I'll, I'll go first here uh, for us. Uh, I chose Jay White versus Kota Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom 15 Night 2 in the main event. Uh, I thought this was an absolutely stellar match. I think it's both men, one of their best matches, if not their best match. Um, definitely their best match together. Um, and the storytelling was absolutely phenomenal. And all of the post-match stuff with Jay White teasing retirement or leaving New Japan. Um, I thought all of that was really good, too. Jay cut one of the best promos I, I've ever seen. Uh, which was probably a strong contender that I feel like a lot of us forgot about for promo yeah. of the year. Um, but Jay White versus Kota Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom 15 gets my vote. Uh, Joey? Um, I'm going to be a little biased here because I attended, like I attended this uh, event. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Danielson versus Omega uh, at uh, Grand Slam. Okay. okay. Um, thought it was really, you know, really – I'm really grateful to see that in person. I thought it was a really, really great match. So, And last but not least, the Deep Six champion gets to close out the year-end awards for 2021 with his pick for best match of the year. So it goes out to, uh, if you told me a few years ago that a member of, a former member of the 205 Live roster would be getting... This specific member of the 205 Live roster was getting my best match of the year award. I would have told you, no way. That man slaps his own ass. Uh, My match of the year is TJP versus Josh Alexander's 60-minute Ironman match on Impact or the Impact. Um, I thought it was a really cool way that they did it. Probably not a lot of people watched it because not a lot of people watched before the impact and they they started like right away, went the 60 minutes. It was the first time they've ever done a 60 minute Ironman match in impact history. Uh, and then they drew, they went to sudden death. And it was just fantastic. The two guys put on a hell of a match. Um, yeah. Absolute brilliance from both. That was that was the day that I knew that Josh Alexander was gonna had big big things for him. Go with anybody. Okay. There you go. So that is our year end awards, which will take us into the inaugural class for the Deep Six Hall of Fame. Hopefully we'll do this on a yearly basis. Um we all voted in this, all of us, even those who didn't have uh picks for the year end awards. 
Um, I don't have everybody's votes in front of me, uh, so uh, we're just going to go here by statistics. So I, I don't know how I, – I, I really didn't have a plan for who no, makes it in based <laughs> off of uh, what percentage, but we're going to go through here. Some of them will be more clear than others. Um, I think it's just going to be anybody who has over one vote. Uh, so you mean two two votes or more? Yeah, two votes or more you get in since there's uh, – there's only seven of us, um, and you'll as we get through this, I'll, I'll list the percentages that everybody got. Cool. Um, so for our first one, we're gonna go through non-wrestler, uh, which could be commentators, managers, or whatever. Uh, the five people got votes, so the three people who got one vote um, that will not make it in are Sensational Sherry. Tony Damn. Schiavone and Kevin Kelly. Oh, that's Damn. a goddamn travesty that nobody else voted Kevin Kelly would make. Not Schiavone. So the two people that will make <laughs> hold it. On, in, hold on. Who the fuck voted for Sensationals and Sherry? <laughs> that was either Rob or Sam. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's Sam. Just because um, Sam chooses bullshit. Ryan shooting on sensational Sherry, apparently. Yeah. Um, that man Rob has did. never that man has never seen anything to do with voted? Sensational Sherry. Everybody voted. Everybody voted. Now, who voted for Sensational Sherry? I, I don't know. I'm saying it's either Sam or Rob. I'm not... I don't I, know. Oh, wait, actually, you can look at this. I, uh, I hope it's Jake, actually. Non-wrestler was... Rob. It was Rob. Yeah. Get, get out of here. Um... So then we'll move on. So so the two people who make it in, both with six votes, are Paul Heyman and Jim Ross. Jim Ross, baby. Um, we'll move on to tag teams. Um, two tag teams both got one vote, uh, which means they will not get in, and that would be Beer Money and uh, Bad <laughs> vote was probably Angelo. Yeah, bad, both of those are Angelos, I think. Yeah. Bad influence slash the addiction slash SCU, which is Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels, also got one vote. Um, <laughs> I'm 100% sure both of those are Angelos votes. Uh, we have three teams with two votes, uh, so I guess I'll put them in. Uh, the Young Bucks, The New Day, and The Rock and Roll Express. Uh, with four votes, The Dudley Boys. And with five votes, uh, coming in with 71%, uh, the Hardy Boys. There you go. Makes sense. <clears throat> For the female wrestlers, we have Paige, Nikki Bella, Asuka, and Awesome Kong all at one vote. Uh, so they will not make it in this year. That's a travesty. Gail Kim, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, Mickey James, Trish Stratus, and AJ Lee all will make it in with two votes. And the one other person who had three votes is Lita. So AJ Lee, Lita, Trish Stratus, Mickey James, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Gail Kim all make it in. Hey, I think that this is just going to be me throwing out some criteria. I think it should be you've got to get at least half of the votes. Like just uh, thinking about it, like two people out of a seven-person thing is kind of kind of weird to get into the Hall of Fame. Two people, like the like you people, the, the two people need to vote for you out of seven people. Oh, 
Um, like that that's that's not like a majority rule. It's not even like half a majority. Oh my god. Alright, fine. Then we'll go back. So Paul Heyman and Jim Ross get in. Yeah. And then the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys get in. And yeah. Lita gets in. Yeah. And then that brings us to well then no male singles wrestlers get in, Ryan. Uh that's based fine. off of this criteria. So I'm overruling it on this one. Yeah. Uh just because there was a lot of Wait, so who's who gets in for the tag team? Tag team, it'll be the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys get in. What a tragedy. For the men, because there was such a big list to vote for, there are a yeah, lot of people fair. who got one vote. Uh, those include Macho Man, Randy Savage, Edge, Christian Cage, Jushin Thunder Liger. Somebody voted for Bruno San Martino. Sean <laughs> oh, <laughs> Michaels, Bret Hart. <laughs> Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Goldberg, and Rob Van Dam all got one vote. To a minor on the one vote side. Damn. Jesus Christ. Uh, I so, the, so, the, so we have uh, one, two, three, four, five people with two votes that will get in. Uh, so we have Kenny Omega makes it in. Uh, CM Punk makes it in. John Cena makes it in. Sting makes it in. And The Undertaker uh, makes it in. Yeah. All those make sense. So your inaugural class of the Deep Six Hall of Fame is The Undertaker, Sting, John Cena, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Lita, The Dudley Boys, The Hardy Boys, Jim Ross, and Paul Heyman. Um, yeah. Only, wait, only one female made it? Yeah, because of how everybody voted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with it having to be over half... Uh, Lita is the one to make it in. I have to say, so real quick, did Charlotte get any votes? Yes, Charlotte got two. She was one of the people who made it in originally. So was there any four horsewomen that didn't get votes? Sasha? Interesting. Sasha didn't get votes because... Oh, no, I thought I didn't put her down. No, Sasha's in there. Uh, Nobody voted for Sasha Banks. Interesting. So there you go. Anyways, thank you for joining us for this lengthy edition of the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. This is our year-end show. We'll still have some more podcasts this year coming out, most likely. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but just be aware, next week we probably won't have any podcasts because me and Ryan will be in Florida for Christmas. And it's also Christmas week, so everybody's going to be celebrating um, and doing their own thing. So <laughs> um, we will be back probably with uh you know shows before new year's since aw has new year's smash or whatever yep um so uh look forward to that but that is going to be it for us thank you for joining us and we are finishing in just under 100 minutes what a time to be alive so thank you for joining us if this is the last podcast you listened to for us this year we hope you had a great year with wrestling and we hope you have a happy new year merry christmas yeah. whatever you celebrate and Ooh. you got a shout you got a shout out uh Two things. One, uh, try no, to, now we're not finishing no, under no, 100 minutes. Yes, nope. we are. Yes, we are. It's nope, not, it's, oh, on mine it says 97 minutes 30. We're, nope, we just said 100 minutes. Oh, because well, it's when you joined in. Yeah, well, you ruined it. Yeah, the, thanks, the podcast Ryan. will be less than 100 well, minutes. Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah, because I have to shave off some time from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, so I want to hear it. Um, real uh, quick, but, before well, Ryan attempts to shout out stuff, we did forget one thing. Ryan, who won L Boomer? Um, I mean, no, no, no. I was gonna say there's still a wrestling we're gonna watch. 
because uh, we said that we were going to give it to the person who has the most after. Yeah. Okay. JR. All right. So we'll we'll give it. The and there's first a podcast. lot of ta- and there's a lot of tag. There's a lot. There's a lot of people at two. Okay. So tune into our Wrestle Kingdom podcast, and we'll announce who won the L Boomer. So yeah. for any New yeah. Japan fans, you can tune into our Wrestle Kingdom stuff at the beginning of January, and yeah. we will go it's over coming, who coming won. down to the wire. Yeah. Yep. Whoever won L Boomer uh, will be yeah. announced there. Um, so yeah, two things going to shout out. Number one, um, is if you know people from countries that haven't listened to us yet, tell them to listen to us so we can hit 50 countries. Um, and secondly, um, just stay safe out there and you should have it staying safe. You should, you should (laughs) listen and you should listen to. The next Impact Power Hour, because I'm going to do a solo show either tonight or tomorrow. And Pat will put it up eventually. Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to give a shout-out, too. Oh, honestly. my fucking God. Um, I'm just going to shout-out uh, Byron, a.k.a. TJ, from TikTok, um, for no longer being homeless. Um, I don't know so how he's getting money, good, but... Good for him. Well, from TikTok, I guess. People donating, probably. Yeah. Well, donating yeah, to what? Him. How yeah. do you donate to him? I don't fucking know. I don't I'm not know. him. He's got a huge following now, so gotcha. people like the guy, and he was clearly homeless. How is he? Wait, not... how is he homeless and owning a TikTok? He wasn't You're... owning it. He doesn't have a TikTok. Yeah, what? It's not his TikTok. It's well, the then, no, you said it. that he was getting money from TikTok. How would he get money yeah, from well, the TikTok? He's getting people. No, he's getting money from, like, donors from TikTok. Gotcha. Sure. Anyways, bing bong. We hope you have a fantastic end of the year, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not. Follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling. And that's it from us. Adios. Bye. Bye.